You're listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussion. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Raff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 186th episode of the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, alongside of me, co-host Jay Raff. Yeah, it's good to be back. Sorry, I coughed during the intro. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's already off the rails here. I, I don't know really. I think we might just have to cut this one short here. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's we're talking football, which is just incredible. And I know technically we've been talking football since last February, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, we we started our uh, we started our uh, previews in June, uh, so that is the point where you know we've kind of been focusing on for the uh, couple of months. But the NFL, it's finally here. And uh, we actually have game action going on. We had a game Thursday night. We have a bunch of uh, afternoon games that have finished. And we have some evening games going on now. We've got Sunday night football tonight. And tomorrow we have two games to kick off uh, Monday night football. So if you're watching us on Ustream, it seems that we're having an issue. So if you're listening to this on Ustream, Your favorite, technically. please go to jmnjrradio.com. And you can listen to the, the show there. Um, it will should start automatically. If it does not start automatically, you should go um, and just click the play button on the little um, embedded player there. Again, that's on jmnjrradio.com. You can see the, uh, the mixer player where you can get the live audio, which will not be interrupted um, by whatever issues we're having with uh, the Ustream uh, recorder here. Uh, the video of the show will obviously be up once we're done here for sure, but the live stream, I don't know, appears to be jumping in and out. But again, live audio on jmnjrradio.com. But yeah, so NFL Week 1, bunch of games happening, and uh, we'd, we'd love to talk with anyone willing to uh, to interact with us during the show, so you should definitely uh, definitely do that. There's a bunch of ways you can do that, and Justin has that information for you. Yeah, we, we'd love to have your take on any of the games that you've seen. You know, um, definitely some, maybe some surprises uh, to some people. Definitely for, for me, I think. Um, so I'm excited to get to actually talk football. Like you said, we've been talking about football for a while, but now we're actually talking football games, which is um, a whole different uh, idea. So I'm excited. We'd love to have your take on any of the games that happened, are happening, or uh, the games yet to come tonight and tomorrow. I know we definitely have some fans of teams that are playing uh, tonight and tomorrow. So we'd love to have your take on that. So call the Maze Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also email the Maze Sandwich Shop email inbox at Raff at gmail.com. Again, Raff at gmail.com. We also have a wide range of social media presence, primarily Facebook and Twitter. That's where we do most of our interaction right there. But we have a bunch of websites that you can also visit, uh, jmnjr.com or jomazenjraf.com. We'll get you to our website. And then the one that I had just mentioned, jmnjrradio.com, is the home for all the shows we do, which we just started a few weeks ago, the Bulldog Hour. And actually, Justin and I will be recording episode two next week. So there won't be a Joe Mays and JRF show next Sunday. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks on September 27th. But September 20th, Justin and I will be recording episode two of the Bulldog Hour. 
Um, but here we are tonight. We're talking professional football, and uh, we're gonna pick up in the uh, with the week one actions. And I guess we should start uh, where the NFL started, and that was Thursday night uh, with uh, the kickoff game. Every year, the defending Super Bowl champions host a, usually a pretty big matchup. It's usually a pretty good game. Uh, this year was no exception. They hosted the Steelers, who were a division winner last year in the playoffs, expected to be pretty strong this year. And the game, while it, it looked like it was going to be a runaway at first, uh, the Steelers fought back and made it interesting. And, of course, uh, what would a, a game with New England be without some kind of uh, fiasco or uh, right. some kind and, of issues yeah, in terms of game integrity? It's just the Patriots being the Patriots. And, look, I'm not saying they had anything to do with it. It's just, it's just another one of those things that happens a lot at the Patriots or against the Patriots. And it's just, you know, read into that what you will. Patriots fans will, you know, watch, sweep it under the rug like they do everything else. And, you know, everyone else will look at it as something that's, you know, a, a major issue or at least just another minor issue al along the road. Um, you know, the, the headset issues happen all over the place all the time, but it's just interesting that, it like, every team seems to have an issue when they go to New England. Um, it's pretty pretty interesting um so anyway we'll just kind of let that go uh they can kind of you know sort that out the nfl i'm sure will not sweep it under the rug wait they've already done that with other stuff um but anyway yeah, yeah so <laughs> i was pretty pretty livid earlier this week as justin can tell by my text message it just seems to be a theme we're talking about uh, our text message between one another um definitely if we were doing the show last what was it tuesday when some of that stuff came out uh, this would be radically different. Um, for those of you, uh, for future reference, I should say, since we're not b video broadcasting live, uh, I pulled up jmnjrradio.com where you can see the Mixler player and our broadcast schedule and links to all the uh, other shows we've done, The uh, kind of like an archive. But the player is the big thing right there in the middle. That has the live streaming audio that you can listen to if the video feed ever fails, which it has done to us once again. But, yeah, back to the games. You know, Patriots, they get the win, 28-21. Uh, the Patri headset stuff. Patriots look good, but I they didn't look – they didn't quite come out on fire like I kind of thought they would. Yeah, it was 0-0 um, after the first for, quarter. For how bad the Steelers' defense looked at times, and specifically the, the secondary – um, yeah, and they missed a couple field goals, and it just it, it seems like they this should have been a route for the Patriots, and it looked like it was going to be, and then all of a sudden it wasn't. Um, and that's usually not the case with the Patriots. Usually, uh, it may look like it's not going to be a route, and then it is. Uh, you know, they just kind of like put a team away. Uh, it's kind of the opposite here. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, one thing, and you know, he was fine from it, but. Brady got hit that one time. He got hit harder than I've seen him get hit in a long time uh, on on a blitz. You know, I think they brought a cornerback or a safety, and he was able to just kind of, uh, you know, hit hit Brady pretty good. So, um, but the Steelers' secondary is awful. Interesting point here, um, and it, I don't really know what to think of it yet. Um, but. You know, a lot was made when the Eagles traded Brandon Boykin to the Steelers because uh, a lot of people thought he was as sure as the the slot corner for the for the Eagles, um, better than any option they had. 
And some people, including myself, feel like he should have been given a shot at outside, you know, playing outside, especially last year when the Eagles had terrible guys, including, um, you know, some guys that are now on the Patriots that got beat like crazy by Antonio Brown and some other guys, um, you know, on Thursday night. So, you know, you would think Brandon Boykin, with how bad the Steelers' defense was, what's up with Brandon Boykin that he didn't even get in the game for the Steelers? Yeah, on I don't Thursday know. Night? I mean, like how he was traded early. Somebody enough said that you would think, somebody uh, said maybe he didn't know the playbook. But, right. He was traded like a month ago. Well, that's what I mean. He would think he would have enough uh, to play in know. a basic package yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Somebody said, well, maybe because it's a conditional pick, they just don't want to play him and give up the fifth round pick. I'm like, that's crazy, but crazy thing to do. Yeah, but yeah, you're basically saying, all right, well, we're gonna be really bad on defense and not do anything about it, just so we get a fifth round pick. I think teams would. Not that that was the difference in the game. Not that Brandon Boykin is the difference maker in that game. Game though, I mean, right? Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. On the other hand, if they're not gonna cover Gronk at all, like they didn't do on a couple plays, it doesn't really matter who's in there. I mean, they kind of hyped it up like they were gonna like be real physical with him, and I didn't see it at all. He scored three touchdowns, and they weren't jamming him on any like on two of the touchdowns. They didn't jam him at all. They were playing off, and he just ran right by the guy. The Steelers return home in week two. They'll host the 49ers, whereas the Patriots, well, they get the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, who. Sent some shockwaves through the NFL today. Now, I know we picked them third in the AFC East. Fine. There are some people that are pretty high on them, right. but I don't think many people saw them doing what they did today to the Colts. Right. And the, someone, I heard a lot of people, not a lot, I heard some people this morning on my pregame show and stuff put the Colts on upset alert just because they say going into Buffalo is always tricky. Like, you know, teams, I forget who it was like two years ago. No, it was Aaron Rodgers last year. I think they lost week one at Buffalo or struggled mightily at Buffalo week one. Like teams go there and, and can struggle sometimes. So it wouldn't surprise me if if the Bills had won. The game was 27-14. The Bills ended up winning. It wasn't that close. Well, it was 24-8 at the end of the right. third quarter. It was they, 27-8 through most of the fourth quarter. They, they dominated. Yeah. Like, and uh, worst news for the Colts, T.Y. Hilton went out with an injury. Oh, see, I, didn't even, I missed that. Yeah, knee injury. Oh, so T.Y. Hilton's out. Um, the Bills, I got to give it to Tyrod Taylor looked good. Yeah, um, he did. Better than any other option they have on their – which that's not necessarily saying a lot. But he looks like a quarterback that they might actually be able to do something with. It'll be interesting to see if they can continue to do that because Rex kind of has – I say history. When he was with the Jets, things always started out okay with quarterbacks, and then it kind of would sour from there. Um, so I'll be interested to see what they can continue to do with quarterbacks. Um, so – It'll be interesting to see uh, what what they can do in Buffalo, but the defense looks scary good. Um, yeah, they did. And so if they can stay healthy, um, going to Buffalo is never an easy thing. And if they have that great – they had a solid defense before. You had Rex Ryan who, you know, even you will admit, at defensively specifically, mm-hmm. he, he has positive effects on teams generally. Um, and the, the Bills – Patriots matchup next week all of a sudden is pretty interesting. And if they get it in, they get them in Buffalo, right. which right. I know. Um, you know this, people had winter coats on today. This was a long time ago. This was way back in what the fall of two thousand and three. Buffalo opened the season against the Patriots with a thirty-one nothing win, and they things were looking up for the Bills back then. Uh, if you know the history of the Bills, though, they have not made the playoffs since nineteen ninety nine, when Doug Flutie was the quarterback and Thurman Thomas was still on the roster. 
the Bills in 2003 finished that season in New England with a loss, 31 to nothing. It was kind of an interesting bookend thing there, but obviously they didn't make the playoffs that season. They haven't made the playoffs since. Um, technically, they have not been in the playoffs in this millennium. Um, if you go by the season, obviously they were playing in January 2000, being in the 99-2000 playoffs, but regular season, they have not seen the playoffs since 1999. It's it's 2015, in case you guys weren't weren't aware right. of that. So it's been a long time since Buffalo made the playoffs. Beating the Colts like they did, and if they beat the Patriots next week, I know they're both at home, right. but still, that's a statement. Oh, my gosh. Colts and Patriots beat the two by favorites. most teams, favorites right. to win the AFC. Right, you beat the two favorites to win the AFC. So now the Patriots will have to play again a second time, but the Colts, they would, they would they have, the tie have a tiebreaker with. with them. So even if you end up in some kind of you know contention there, you know, you it, got it. You took care of business. A lot you of teams, your you're job. not gonna, you're not gonna make the playoffs with your wins in September, but you can, you better you position can be out yourself. Of it. I think the Colts will be fine, um, even with the T.Y. Hilton, you know, uh, injury there. I think, I think they'll be okay, um, especially, well, you know, especially what we saw from some teams that we thought might contend in that division. But anyway, um, yeah, that Bills Patriots game looks to be a, a, a good one, a big one early on in week two next next week. Yeah, let's stay in the AFC East and go to the team that we had as the bottom of the AFC East, and that was the Jets. And even with this performance today, I don't really think... Right, I was uh, going to say, like, they may not be as... as it's bad, one way. As we they thought. may not be as awful as we thought, but, as in one of the worst teams in the NFL. Right. Yeah, I mean, However, a winning 31-10 to is always good, but again, it was the Browns, right. which I, I don't think any of us expected much from this this season. Um, they bo- Both teams looked... Kind of like the historical oh significance. Well, the Browns being the Browns. Back and forth. The Jets we mentioned the Jets. how we don't always say what we're saying in our text on the air, but we would text each other like, Jets being the Jets. Nope, outdone there's, by Browns being the Browns. The, Browns. Well, <laughs> the best one was the one that we texted immediately was Nick Mangold, the Jets center, snapped the ball before Fitzpatrick, the Jets quarterback, was ready. He went over his shoulder. He ran back almost to the goal line to get it with all these Browns charging. Like three three Browns against Fitzpatrick, the quarterback, and who ends up with the yeah. ball? Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick is getting thrown around, and the guy throws he, him into the ball. He literally and he picked the ball up while he was on his helmet, like right. like like perpendicular to the right. ground, head so, in, in the ground, grabbed the ball in front of three Browns. The Jets making a very Jets play, only to be outdone by the Browns Being making the Browns. a very Browns play. Yes. So, um, but the Jets uh, dominated in the second half. They scored 17 yeah. points uh, to win 31 to yeah. 10. Johnny Manziel came in for Brian Hoyer, not Brian Hoyer. That no. that was that's like you cross another one off the from list. From McCown, right? From McCown came in, tried to rush into the end zone, got helicoptered, yep. lost the ball. So the Jets, Jets recovered. And then Manziel comes in, struggles a little bit, then leads him down, throws a nice really pass. Really nice touchdown. Like pass. leads him down, scores a touchdown, and then the wheels fell off yeah, and, and just couldn't awful. hold on to the ball. Just yeah, started dropping it over and over again. Had at least two fumbles. So, yeah. Yeah, not, not a great day for uh, the Browns. But, you know, I guess if you lose that bad to the Jets, who we think are going to be I bad, think, it's not a good sign. I think for the Cleveland Browns again. haven't won in, on opening day since 2004 when Jeff Garcia was the starting quarterback. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, not the, not the rub broke the dirt in there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's uh, let's let's continue with the AFC teams, and then we'll jump over into the uh, the less important conference in the <laughs> NFC. Um, I think one of the By surprise... less important you mean superior, but that's fine. <laughs> one of the uh, teams that was surprising, at least until near the end of the game, when the the other team was fighting back, were the Chiefs, who were on the road in Houston today. And uh, I wasn't we... surprised. 
We got to see our first missed extra point on the new rule. Yeah. The extra points are now 33-yard field goals, and essentially. And Bill O'Brien was not amused. Oh, he didn't even know what had happened. People <laughs> had to say, oh, yo, yo, your kicker just missed the extra point, by the way. You know, BT-dubs, uh, Bullock, no, wide right. So, um, but the Chiefs uh, put up 27, didn't score at all in the second half. Being no very touchdowns Kansas by City, wide like, receivers, though. Right. Alex just, Smith, just to play three touchdown passes, not a single one to a wide receiver. Two to Travis Kelsey, one to Jamal also, Charles. Did tra- Travis Kelsey come back? He, he did come back. For, okay. He, okay. he left on his third reception. He His first two catches, I believe, were for touchdowns. Right. Like He had like 50 yards and two touchdowns in like the first quarter. Um, and then on his third catch, he got rocked. Right. Come uh, on, he, and then ran for another like 10 yards, but he, then he, did he was writhing in pain. Because he ended up with like almost 100 yards All receiving. Right. Okay. So he did return. He said he's okay. Uh, the Texans... Very good defensive line. J.J. Watt all over the field being a crazy man. But their secondary being beat repeatedly. The offense not getting in much uh, much push at all. Right. And, you know, they already changed their quarterback. You know, Brian Hoyer was announced oh, as a yeah, starter. They brought Ryan Mallett in. I know that because Ryan Mallett threw a touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to see Ryan Mallett didn't team. oversleep and miss the game today. You know, that's – but – it's one of those things where the Texans did score 11 points in the fourth quarter to draw within seven. But like you said, Chiefs jumped out on them early. Um, you know, it's one of those things where J.J. Watt is, in my opinion, the best defensive player in the league. It's it's unbelievable. However, it, it he can't it's, do it all. It goes to show, like he's a defensive lineman. You know, he, you know, if you're an outside linebacker or something, you know, sometimes you'll be in pass coverage. You know, sometimes you'll be. He, he's going after the quarterback and stopping the run, and he's really good at it. But <laughs> um, he can't cover guys downfield. That's that's not his job. I don't want to make it sound like he, he can't do it. He probably could. Um, but, <laughs> they let him. They right, put him in on onside right, kick. Right. To, yeah, to and then the, the, guy, the guy just screwed up the onside kick and kicked right, it right yeah, to it him. no good at all. Um, I saw a couple of really bad onside kicks today. Anyway. Yeah. But it is nice that they're being attempted because right. that means and, the game's And two-point conversions. Two-point conversions, too. It was kind of cool. Um, but Texans, uh, did fight back, but I think they're going to, this is what we, we saw. The defense was a little stunned early on, kind of got in the groove later. Um, but I, I think Kansas city is going to be really good. I have, I think they're going to, um, push for a playoff spot and I, I didn't pick them to get one though, (laughs) No. but, um, I think they're going to be really good. Um, their defense is really, really good. Um, and I think Alex Smith is going to be good enough with Andy Reid. There, it's all going to be health there, like for every team. But they are notorious for having tons of injuries. Um, it was good to see Eric Berry back, um, you know, and and contributing there. But it's hard to really say what the Texans have on offense. I know some people are big on Arian Foster when he returns. I don't really know that it's going to matter. Um, he may put up some stats, but I don't know that it's going to matter for the Texans. Yeah, you you could be right. It might not make any difference whatsoever. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what happens there in Houston. I don't want to say there were high hopes because I don't think anyone was really picking them to challenge the Colts to win the division. Because the Colts are in there, right. But I think they expect them to be competitive and push for a wild card. And if they only win six or seven games, is O'Brien in trouble? Because Or do they give him another year because of the quarterback I think it'll depend because it'll depend on what they did because they haven't really given him a quarterback. Um but then again, you know, are, are they going to be able to get a rookie quarterback in there? And then you're, you're, everything's relying on your rookie quarterback. I don't know that that's necessarily what he would want either. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, but definitely not the start they wanted at losing a home game. Uh, you know, those are ones that you feel like you got to win. And they, 
kind of looked like they were out of it, right? You know, it was 27-9 at halftime um, and stayed like that till the fourth quarter. So um, Chiefs got off to a great start, went out, scored touchdowns offensively, and defense looked great. So that's really all they could ask for. All right, in our transition to the NFC, we'll finish with the final AFC team playing in the afternoon game, which is my Miami Dolphins hosting, or excuse me, traveling to the nation's capital to take on the Redskins. Um, I most everyone that I've talked to and you know we've looked at in our pool, I'd say ninety percent of people expected Miami to win this game. A lot of them expected to do it handily. The ever pessimistic or realistic person that I am, I expected the Dolphins to win. Did. I did not no, expect no, them to uh, to blow anyone out because I never do that. Because I told you what what do I always say? You know I I like to pick against my team. Because then if they win, I'm, I'm like, all right, that's awesome. But if they lose, I'm like, I told you they were going to lose. You know, because that's just, that's my <laughs> no, mentality. I get it. When it comes I to get this, it. My, with the way, the jaded way we've grown up with sports, outside of 2008 or, or that run that the Phillies have had, what great sports moments have we witnessed? Especially in terms of professional football. Oh, not many. I mean, unless people want to say, well, you know, the Eagles had the Eagles for you, were, were they had good division there, championships. Yeah. And stuff, but the pinnacle is being the best. The Eagles have literally never been the best in your life. Well, ever. Sorry for that. But no, they the have Dolphins been. Have they have never been, been, just been, not the Super Bowl. Yeah, 1960. Yeah, so that counts. <laughs> the Dolphins have never been the best in my lifetime. Right, like, right. In my lifetime, that, And that's what I'm not. focused on. I, I, I love that the Dolphins have two Super Bowls, but I wasn't born. I, I don't uh, – like, that really means nothing to me except when you get into historical arguments. Unless you're talking about teams that haven't been good recently and just they all they do is talk about their past. <laughs> Not that anyone on our not team, that anyone, not that, that any of our listeners. I don't do think that, that he's but. listening because he can't figure out how to get to the audio feed. So you can talk trash on the Cowboys and my dad all you want, if you you know. I, I hey, you said the team name. I was just referring. I guess in we'll general. find out if he's listening. Shortly. I was just referring to teams in general. See if he figured out how to find us on the on the about. audio feed. But but anyway, the Dolphins won today, seventeen ten. It wasn't pretty. They scored ten points no, in the it fourth was the quarter. Opposite of pretty. <laughs> the, the offense was awful. The defense yeah, kind of like. That's what worries me about the Dolphins. Defense kinda, is okay. Kind of like the Wilson last week against Mifflin. They bent, but they didn't break. They oh. gave up one touchdown, yeah. which was, I think, offensive oh, pass interference. And, and I was explaining it to someone else. Like, when you look at it, you know, there was some contact there. And it live, I thought, oh, he kind of pushed, but he they might have just gotten tripped up. So I can understand how watching it live, you know, the ref may have been like, oh, it was just, you know, they were locked up, but the one guy just fell. But on the replay, you see, no, he clearly, the he wide receiver down. shoved Grabbed him down to the ground. Yeah. And, but, and the announcer goes, a good no call. And they yeah. go back to the studio on red zone, and he's like, he's like yeah, no, I, everyone else would. He's like, I think I'm in agreement with everyone else when I say, no, that should have been should pass, have been interference. pass interference. But anyways, I'm not going to dwell on that. Maybe if they lost, I would have been more upset about it. But Miami won. They had a great punt return for a touchdown by Jarvis Landry. Uh, the Redskins, two interceptions by Kirk Cousins. Uh, Robert Griffin, guy on the ticket that everyone was talking about, third string quarterback, not even dressed for this game. I don't. I, I wanted more from the Dolphins' offense to be happy right. about the rest of the season. It's only week one. I'm not going to freak out. No. A win is a win, and it was on the road, which you love yeah. to take. I'd love it to have you been against a, an AFC opponent, win. but hey, right. you get a road win. Um, I appreciate it. Knocked off the Redskins. Beat the Redskins. That, helps, helps the that puts them in a hole for you. So hey, I'll, I'll take the victory. Um, and they just have to regroup. They haven't. The Dolphins have an easy beginning schedule. They need to capitalize on that. Next week they go on the road again, but it's only to Jacksonville, who who suffered a setback today. We'll talk about it in a few moments. And they got a big showdown in week three, but they're right. hosting the Bills. Right. 
So and then then they have the Jets, the Titans, and Texans before finally playing in New England on a Thursday night at the end of October. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of winnable games on the Dolphins schedule early. Um, it's good to get a win. I'll take it. And uh, already shifting focus to Jacksonville. The Redskins, meanwhile, in Week Two, they're going to host apparently the red hot St. Louis Rams, who won in overtime today against the Seattle Seahawks, the two-time and defending NFC really, champions. The Rams were the better team throughout the game, and Seattle came back and <laughs> was able to tie it up. I'm guessing your dad was listening uh, the way your phone was buzzing. That would actually be from my uncle. Oh, okay. Um, oh, gosh. He is definitely – he found the audio stream for sure, and he was listening to my talk about the Dolphins. And and this is – I mean, I'm, I'm, I laugh at it, but it's completely true what he just texted to me. This is from my uncle in New England, Massachusetts, the Patriots fan. He says, must be something to expect your team to lose. I always expect my team to win, and they do. I, as much must, as I want to be, nice. be <laughs> offended by that, it's completely true. Can't relate. Like I, have, I can't, <laughs> Sorry, I can't relate about expecting my team to win because outside of the Phillies in 08, which was a surprise, they didn't expect them to actually do it. Right. You know, I was never I think thinking it was going to happen. Friend of the show and – like you know music guy greg um i think he's he's paraphrased um the joker actually from the uh dark knight movie and he's like i feel like the phillies winning the world series this is before it happened is kind of like the quote about a dog chasing a car like not knowing what to do if it actually ever caught it and he's like we always talk about a philadelphia championship he's like i don't really know what we would do if we actually (laughs) won one and then they did this is on the way to game five part part, two and i was like i don't know either and fortunately we found out but yeah it yeah to to our listener rich in new england you're right there's nothing we can say yeah he's a boston sports fan yeah like there's been nothing better in the last 10 12 years than being a boston sports fan yeah i'm ready to go back to them not winning anything for 80 some years (laughs) anyways even then it wasn't because the celtics were dominant right that's true back to the nfc west the seahawks went to st louis the games in st louis over the last four or five years have been very interesting seahawks have only won one time and i think this is like the rams team you thought you were picking last year like, you're you know, right, you're right, you're right. Uh, incredible defense. The defense looked incredible at times. They gave up 31 points. Now, one of that was a, a punt return for a and touchdown, an, and not an, on the defense. And another one was a fumble return for a touchdown. Right. So you're talking 17 points. Giving know? up 17 points. Generally speaking, to, to an NFC, to if the you're Bowl, giving up 14 to 17 points, I expect my team to win because I yes. want my, my offense to score 17 or more. If I, if I score 21, I feel like I should win that game. So – um, but Seahawks defense, now I know they gave, also gave up a punt return for a touchdown, but Seahawks defense giving up 27. Do you think they miss Cam Chancellor? Be interesting. Deion Bailey, his I'm, replacement, got burned. If I'm Cam Chancellor, if I'm Cam Chancellor, I'm saying I, I'm I'm not I'm not coming down. I know we're not gonna get into the contract stuff. We we rarely do, but if I'm Cam Chancellor, I You need me, so pay me. Is yeah. that's what you're getting yeah. at essentially? Yeah. I mean, I think he's got the upper hand. The if they had gone out and, like, you dominated. know, dominated and they got good play out of the safety position, that would have been, then he'd be in a tough spot. The, the but, interesting thing to me is the reports are that they're less than a million apart. So it's like, get the, get the deal done. But the second thing is he's suppo- supposedly holding out because he thinks he should be paid more because of his supreme leadership. Not being there for the team is not leadership. Right. Right, and I, I think Rodney Harrison, who uh, you know, one of the great free safeties, unfortunately having to play for the Patriots, so he gets a little knock in his resume there. But you know, he would know a thing or two about playing safety and being a leader on a great team. You know, like you can't be like I'm holding out 
because I'm a leader. Like, no, no, I'm sorry. That especially with me, I know this is all opinion. A lot of people would say you are. You're doing the you thing for the players. Whatever. You can't be saying I'm holding up for for my leadership skills. That's right. just kind of okay. Right. <laughs> it's a little yeah. hypocritical there. Yeah. I yeah I don't know, but it it is going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but anyway, Seahawks got off to a loss there. The Rams a big win because that's a division win. You know that that's Just huge. That's that's a big win that's for the Rams. Absolutely huge. And Nick and... Foles looked oh he looked pretty good. He he made some passes. He missed some wide open guys. And where we're texting and we're like. He Nick Foles that, yeah, that you was know Foles. like that was Foles um, right there, or yeah. when he just the blind side now that wasn't necessarily that was his, his fault, fault but no. like he got crushed I thought his arm was gonna get ripped yeah, off I, I thought he might backwards. have dislocated his shoulder um but the Rams were able to pull it off somewhat in you know Pete Carroll out thinking himself again on the fake onside or not fake but the onside kick that didn't hit the ground so it was allowed to be fair caught um you know just Seahawks. I think they'll be fine, but I think there's going to well, be a more competitive division. They started division. slow last year, did yep. they not? Yep. They they were like like so, two and three or, or five and four or uh-huh. something. They were they were some you know odd odd mix of record. They'll and be okay. They and on. I think the Rams' defense is really good. It might be the best defense they see for a while. So you know I think their offense will get clicking. Jimmy Graham looked good. He got offense. he got a touchdown for me, so, so I'm happy about that. You know when we look at you know they're going to <laughs> Green Bay next week, so. Could we be looking at an 0-2 hold for the two-time defending NFC that would champions? Be, that would be crazy. Well, can can the Rams build on it is kind of a bigger question to me. Yeah, you're right. Um, they well, get to go to uh, Washington. So, I mean, it's not exactly, you know, it's no, they a, need a stumbling they, block. They need to they, win, they need to win that game. Week. If they want to take that step and be a, a playoff team, quick, they need to win this next game. Quick side note about that game. You and I both sent it to each other, like, pretty much the same time. That stadium was half empty today. Oh, in St. Louis, yeah. Not absolutely. not at the end of the game when people They already left. know they're the LA Rams right. for the next they, two years. They, there was no one there. Yep. And uh, this was early. This was like the like the middle of the second quarter. Right. So people who were late getting there should be there. Right. And people who are are leaving early didn't leave yet. Um there was just no one there. So Yeah, it was kind of uh, disappointing for right. sure. All right, a couple other NFC games. Oh, we, we, there was another crossover game I forgot about. I don't have much to say about it. Uh, no, I, I had a higher hopes for, for Jacksonville. Yeah, in the first half, bad. they looked close, but ended up with only nine points. Same well, issues. They got score. into the red zone. They got inside the 10 a couple times and had to settle for field goals. Well, that's not going to be good enough, especially when you're not that good of a team. So the Panthers get an, an ugly win, and a win they needed to kickstart their year, 20-9 to over the Jaguars. The Panthers in Week 2. Uh, will be hosting the Texans, who, uh, as we mentioned, suffered a, a loss to the Chiefs. So uh, he, that's a big one because a, Houston needs that win to go avoid going on two, and Panthers have a chance to build and be two and zero. You know, uh, which would be a, a really good start for them. As I mentioned earlier, the Jaguars will stay at home and host the Dolphins right. in a incredible NFC North, at least historically. Uh, two of the better teams in uh, in all of football have been the Packers and the Bears. Green Bay traveled to Soldier Field today, and at, at first it looked like the uh, Bears might be uh, thinking upset. They were they were hanging on pretty good, uh, sticking with Green Bay, who a lot of people think are, are one of the best teams in the NFC. They they fought. I can't say they didn't fight. They they fought hard all game. Uh, Packers just seemed to be the better team. Right. They end up winning this one, thirty-one to twenty-three. The Bears made some mistakes that you can't make and then still beat the Packers or expect to still beat the Packers. That's pretty much what happened. Packers defense looked good at times. Um, they, they, they seem to be the same Packers defense we all, we've always right. seen. They'll make they, some big plays, they but make, they're going to get burned. They too. have big plays, but then all of a sudden they'll go away and be right. like, where were you? And 
you know, they play Seattle next week, and then they play Kansas City after that. So Green Bay has a tough first three games. Yeah, we so. mentioned that when we did their preview. I still expect them to be the best team in yeah, the NFC absolutely. North, but they don't have an, an easy road to no. uh, to 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 being the division champ again. Um, next week, Chicago will host Arizona, which is not going to be for traveling to Seattle. So it right. could be a rough rough first year for John Fox in Chicago. Right. All right, I think that was all the the Thursday night game and all the one p.m. starts. So looking at some of the evening games that are going on right now. Uh, the Chargers have come back on the Lions. The Lions were up 21-3 to in the second quarter. The Chargers have now scored 30 consecutive points to take the lead nearing the end of the game. It's 33-21. to Yeah, un- I want to say unbelievable, but it's not to me. Like, I think that is that is what the the Lions are going to do. Like, the, people are like, oh, you know, well, they got Halodinata. You know, I think the run defense isn't going to drop off much. Um, I, originally, I did. But, you know, the more I thought about it, I think that's something that they'll still be okay. But I think the Chargers are going to be really good. And I think they kind of got a little shell-shocked, you know, early in the second quarter when they're down 21-3. But then they were able to chip away, chip away, chip away. And um, I think Phillip Rivers is in for a big year. Um, And if you've been listening to the show for a while or you just talk to me about quarterbacks, which usually I don't really do with many other people other than you or, like, maybe my dad – I'm not a big Phillip Rivers guy. I just think he's trending in the right direction. I think he's – now they have an offensive – a true offensive coach who his system really kind of fits Phillip Rivers well out there. I I think they're impotent. They're going to make a run. I think I picked them as a wild card team. I think um, you did, yes. Because I have Denver, um, I think, winning the division. We'll get to their game in just a second. But, um, you know – uh, it looks like they go to San Diego and then Cincinnati. Oh, sorry, so. they are San Diego. <laughs> no, they go. To, yeah, no, they um they uh travel the next two weeks. The Chargers are on the road after starting, which the is tough when you're the West Coast team. They go to Cincinnati and then to Minnesota, right? Um, before uh, returning so two, home. So two tough games there. But even if if whoa, well Detroit scored. Oh, Detroit's right. making so it interesting. It's thirty three to twenty eight now. Right. So um you know the game's not quite over, but. If they can split, if they win this one and can split those next two to be two and one with you know those three teams at the start with, I think you would be pleased as a Chargers fan. The Lions, meanwhile, uh, depending on the outcome of this game against San Diego, uh, they're down by five with about wow. a minute to play. Look at that! They schedule. have to travel to the Vikings before hosting the Broncos, and, and then, then going on the road to Seattle, Seattle and then they host Arizona. So it could Man. be a long year in Detroit yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not high on the Lions this year. I, I think they're good enough they'll be okay, but we had them. Third, we talked about this in our previews. What did they do to get better? Right. Like, well, I mean, we said, and, and look at the way Calvin that, Johnson's health is going to be the biggest thing, and Sam or not Sam we Bradford. Said, Sam Bradford's big for another team, but Matthew Stafford <laughs> is big for the Lions. We said Bears worst. They they played pretty good. It was at home. It was the first game of the year. I still expect Green Bay to be better. But we said yeah. Bears fourth, Lions third, Green Bay first. The only one we are unknown and we haven't seen the game yet is the Vikings. Right. So, I mean, if the Lions face that kind of schedule, and we'll get to see them play the Vikings next week. But I, I really do believe it's Green Bay and uh, everyone else. But I think Minnesota could end up being the best of those uh, those other three. Yeah. Now, they 
the other team, the Chargers, we already mentioned you like the Chiefs, you like the Chargers. You know, we're both in agreement that they're going to be both are going to be pretty good. Are they going to be better than the team they've been chasing last year, the Broncos? Well, the Broncos, when we came down here, I were think, in a little bit of a hole because Peyton Manning had just thrown a pick six. Right. And I think, honestly, I think the Broncos are playing today the best of the three opponents of those three teams. I would not disagree with you on that. I, I think, uh, you know, the Chargers beating the Lions – and the Chiefs being the Texans, yeah, I would definitely say the Ravens are better than I would take the Ravens over the Lions or the or the right. Texans for sure. Uh, and the Broncos are winning, so you know it's probably early to write them off. I can't say that Peyton Manning looked great today. No, he didn't. And the Ravens secondary isn't necessarily their strong point, but you know they were getting some pressure on him, things like that. I think the Broncos are going to be okay. Um, they're not going to be the team that we've seen the last couple years, you know, where they've been able to, um, you know, really kind of be rather dominant in in the regular season but again i think the ravens are are going to be pretty good um i didn't pick them to make the playoffs but i think they're a playoff caliber team i think they're going to be in the in a hunt for it and they may be in the hunt for that division especially if if the steelers can't sure up that secondary baltimore's got a tough start to the season do you know are they staying on the west coast because they got better next week they should um harbaugh probably has connections out there somewhere you would think you would think that they they should stay out there. Yeah, they're they I mean they haven't lost this game yet. It's only nineteen to thirteen. There's a three minutes to play. They're going to be getting the ball here because I believe the Broncos just kicked that field goal to get up nineteen yeah. thirteen. So the Ravens are going to get the ball back with three minutes to play. Obviously, a touchdown can still win that game. Game's not over. But looking ahead for the Ravens, they play in Oakland next week before returning home for since... three consecutive. No, they're at Pittsburgh there. No, I, I know. I meant three consecutive oh. AFC North oh, games. Sorry, sorry. I thought three, you were going to say no. home for three consecutive. Three consecutive AFC North games where they'll host Cincinnati, go to Pittsburgh, and then host Cleveland. Okay. So an interesting start yeah, for the Ravens. Kind of two on the road in the West Coast and then three against division rivals. Yeah. Uh, but Baltimore hanging tough with Denver. Still could come out with the win facing Oakland next week. Whereas the Broncos trying to hold on here. They'll have to go to um, apparently a red-hot Kansas City team next week. Right, so it could be tough and then some early things, and then Detroit after that. But um, interesting to see how this game ends up. Yeah, don't write off the Ravens. We've seen them just a couple years ago, uh, last second win Against in Denver. Denver. Um, so, you know, Peyton Manning obviously didn't light the world on fire today. I, I anticipate him being okay, um, you know, and being solid at quarterback, even if he's not the Peyton Manning of old. Uh, you're gonna he's gonna be a top 15 quarterback you know what i mean i I would imagine so i think you're gonna be okay there the cardinals have extended their lead over the saints 31 19 that game being played in arizona there's only about a minute and a half to play so unless drew Brees can come up with some magic and score uh 13 points uh in the next uh 90 seconds it looks like the saints will drop to oh and one the cardinals improving to to one and oh that's huge for them with the way that st louis played today uh with uh, san francisco pending winning those nfc games you you know gotta win those division games most important but you know conference games right behind that uh new orleans doesn't does get kind of a reprieve the next week or so you would think with the way the buccaneers are playing in new orleans so that that, that's a must win if they don't win that bounce back game you gotta if they don't win in that i think you start rebuilding now Next week, uh, we already mentioned the Cardinals have to travel to Chicago before hosting their first division game against San Francisco in week three. Right. And then St. Louis, they host St. Louis after that. So. All right. Two blowouts in the late game. Cincinnati in Oakland. The Bengals have put up 33. It's 33-7. to seven. There's a lot of time left in that one, but obviously I, I and, don't, I don't right. expect the Raiders to And the Raiders did just get on the board. They may put up a couple – they may score again here, but it's nothing. It's a good start for the Bengals. This is a game where, honestly – 
I'm not trying to give credit here to the Raiders, but more this is a game where Cincinnati kind of back and forth, you know, you're always kind of wondering they could go out there and be in a tight game or lose or, you know, just not be ready. No, they went out there, they handled business. Yep. After three, they were up 33 nothing, and really halfway through the fourth, they were up 33 nothing. So nothing to really worry about there for the Bengals. Um, good start for them. Looks like another long year for the Raiders, down 33-7 to the Bengals, and next week they got to host the, the Ravens. Uh, Cincinnati, on the other hand, returns home to play the Chargers. The final game, the last blowout, and a huge blowout, a game that was 21 nothing after the first quarter and 35-7 at halftime. The Titans-Buccaneers, the two worst teams last year, first two picks in the NFL draft, both took back quarterbacks. Back-to-back Heisman winners. Looked like completely different people. Marcus Mariota, last I knew, had four touchdowns in the looked first Looked like half. a Heisman winner. <laughs> he had as many touchdowns as any and rookie quarterback in his first game, matching what uh, Franz Harkenton did in the entire game. Uh, let's take a look and, at the stats and see if he's put up any more. And he was firing bullets. You know, some people talk about his arm strength. He was firing the ball in there to the tight ends and the receivers. He looked good. Now, again, it was against the Buccaneers, but we even mentioned Buccaneers' defense wasn't the issue last year. Um, so yeah, it, it's kind of interesting. Wow. 13 of 16 for he, 209 and four touchdowns. four touchdowns and zero interceptions. Now, Jameis. He has two touchdowns, but also two interceptions. And one, one of them, was his first pass in the NFL is a pick six right. by Gerald Sensenbrenner. A lot of people, fantasy people, were big on Doug Martin today, but they fell behind so early that, that he got 52 yards, but right. no meaningful touches, and he's not going to hit 100. So uh, that's a bust there. Bishop Sankey, 74 yards and a touchdown. It's obviously way too early for anyone to be too high on Mariota or too low on Jameis Winston. What are you talking about? No way. <laughs> Although we said the Bucks have to go to New Orleans, that's a tough, uh, right. you know. And this is a good start for, for Tennessee, uh, especially if you look at Houston. Didn't look like world beaters today. The Colts didn't. Now I still, over the course of a 17-week season, it's going to play itself, itself out. out. The Colts are going to be fine. They're going to win that division. But maybe Tennessee's the team that challenges for that instead second of spot instead of Houston. Be. Hey, you get good player quarterback. Anything. Right, can and we talk about what does Houston not have? Quarterback. What does Tennessee have? As of today, anyway, a quarterback. You know, the quarterback situation is settled there. For better or worse, it's Mariota. You know? Oh, yeah, in, absolutely. In Houston, like you said, Who knows? they don't know. O'Brien doesn't even it know. It could be Hackenberg. <laughs> Might be, if he survives the year. If he's but, actually worthy of a first-round pick. Well, they may be able to get him in the second hey, round. Hey, there you go. The Titans have to capitalize on this easy cake schedule at the beginning of the year. They're blowing out the Buccaneers here. They go on the road next week, but it's to Cleveland, who look hapless today. They need to win that game. because Marcus Mariota got... today looked like what the Browns wish Johnny Manziel was. Oh, absolutely. Was. <laughs> their next, um, I mean, really, their next five, six, even seven games, um, you know, a lot tougher than their first two. They have to host the Colts and the Bills, Dolphins, and Falcons yeah. before going on the road to Houston and New Orleans, and that gets you all the way through week nine for them. So if, if they want to have a, a jump and, and push for that division crown or definitely a wild card, they got to win next week in Cleveland. Yeah, so um, we'll have to kind of wait and see how that plays out. But, again, uh, Mariota looking like the better of the two situations right now. It's, it's not as simple as just the quarterback, but definitely he capitalized on what he had around him today. Sunday night football, the first official Sunday night football game of the year is the Giants traveling to the Cowboys. NFC East showdown. Everyone expects big things from Dallas this year. Not so much from the Giants, but you can't ever underestimate a rival. Right. I, I, I'm going Cowboys here, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it's a close game or even a Giants victory, but I'm, I'm still going to go Dallas. I just, I just hope 
nobody looks good. <laughs> two two nothing. Yeah, right? two nothing. Two nothing. Yeah. Or I mean, really, like fifty four to fifty one would be good too. Because no, no defense. No defense. Yeah, that, you know? Or how about a hundred seven to ninety? Yeah, seven hundred twenty rushing yards. Seven hundred twenty-two rushing yards, ten touchdowns by Journey Brown. That was from a Pennsylvania high school game in in Western Pennsylvania, I believe it was the Meadsdale Bulldogs playing the Du Bois area Beavers, and the scoreboard only went to two digits, so it looked like one team won ninety to seven. Uh, no, that would be they lost one hundred seven to ninety. How about scoring ninety and losing? Right, yeah. The the and losing the game took forever. The losing <laughs> team's quarterback threw for like five or six hundred yards. That's just I, I just it, uh, coming back from the Wilson game Friday night, which was a huge victory for them. That the Bulldogs beat CD East thirty eight nothing. Following that on Twitter, what was going on was just crazy, just absolutely crazy. The two Monday night games. Your Eagles go to Atlanta. Yeah. It's a tough start. It's a tough start. Prime time, and have, we expect and big things a, from the Falcons. And you have a defensive coach that has been able to shut down the Eagles and Chip Kelly from, coming from Seattle. Um, so you have some things there where you know maybe they have the pieces, but somebody's like, don't forget, though, like the system is only part of it. He also had good players in Seattle. Yeah, that's and very on, true. And Atlanta's defense didn't. Um, now, uh, we've always talked, you're going to see bumps, and it's hard to kind of plan for those. Um, Matt Ryan and the offensive weapons are there. If they can protect Matt Ryan, I hope they can't tomorrow. <laughs> but um, in general, I think Atlanta is going to be better than they were last year. Um, so, yeah, definitely definitely a tough game for the Eagles. I hope they can win it. Um, these are the types of games, if you're the Eagles and you want to be productive this season, these are the types of games you have to win. Because, you know, they went 10-6 and last year, which is good enough to get you in the playoffs, but it didn't. Um, because of games like this where you lose and conference you, games. you should win. Yeah, yep. you, A road game, a conference conference road game, this is a big win for the Eagles. Primetime road conference on game. On the other hand, conference home game for Atlanta, maybe oh, even a bigger game oh, for them. Right. Absolutely. I know you're going Eagles. You saw I went Falcons. Right, yeah. um, this was a toss-up for me. I, I really think the teams are going to be evenly matched. I expect big things from each team pushing for um, division titles and at least wild card spots for both of them. I think the Eagles are going to be able to score. I'm hoping they can slow down Matt Ryan. The the last game, the West Coast game, is Minnesota at San Francisco. An interesting game. 49ers lost a ton. They have been very strong the last few seasons. We'll see what they got there. And, We're high on the and Vikings. Expectations are sky high for the Vikings, which almost makes me think San Francisco is going to win the yeah, game. Yeah, I know. It's a <laughs> I picked game Minnesota, to start, but prime time. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Minnesota. I'm, I'm high on them. So. I think yeah. I, I'm hoping that they, they pull it out. And Nothing I think, against the 49ers because no. Harbaugh's not there anymore who kind of started rubbing me the wrong way over the last right. few seasons. And um, what's his name? Uh, Navarro Bowman's back tomorrow night. Yeah, and so. I'm always pulling for former Penn Staters, right. especially that'll, ones that'll that be cool. overcame injuries as gruesome as, as his were. Uh, any shout-outs for you before we take off? Uh, I, I know I'm head. probably forgetting something. But, yeah. again, we're not here next week for the Joe Mays and JRF show. We will be recording the Bulldog Hour um, to kind of hype up some stuff for the show, we might actually send out links to let you watch the Bulldog Hour live if you're interested in doing that. If not, you just want to hear us talk pro football. We'll be back in two weeks on S Sunday, September 27th, talking NFL Week 3. Yeah, so we'll have hopefully a clear picture of how things are coming out and not not as much overreaction to Week 1. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thanks for joining us. That wraps up the 186th episode of the Joe Mays and JRAF Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday evening at 6.30 for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm JRAF. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF Show. Don't forget, 
you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening. 